If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. You probably know there has been the dream of getting audio over headphones, which sounds like real sound sources in the room. And people have basically worked on that for 50 years. Dr. Karl-Heinz Brandenburg is in the process of creating something that might sound impossible at first. At CES 2024, he's showing attendees how he and his team at his company Brandenburg Labs in Ilmenau, Germany, are taking the first steps towards making the, quote, impossible a reality. Dr. Brandenburg is best known as the co-inventor of the MP3 audio format. Today, as founder and CEO of Brandenburg Labs, he continues to shape the future of audio technology. At CES, he and his team are introducing the first truly immersive audio augmented reality headphone system, which allows users to experience real acoustic environments in virtual space. But that is just the first step. The Brandenburg Labs team is ultimately working towards the concept of an intelligent wearable called Personalized Auditory Realities, or the acronym PARTY. And what PARTY is going to do is allow users to customize the ways they're hearing sounds around them. Dr. Brandenburg, what first sparked your imagination about inventing and engineering to the point that you made it your life's work? That goes back to my childhood, in fact. So I was interested in technology. I read books about great inventors. I never thought I would be called among them. And yeah, I was interested in electronics and built some DIY stuff amplifiers and so on. And later on, when I started studying, I did both electrical engineering and mathematics. And in parallel, I've always been drawn to music. So I played instruments in my childhood. At some point, I gave up on all of that because there were other interests. But really, that was part of my life as well. So once I got offered a master thesis, which would, and later a PhD topic, which combine technology and my love for music, that was a great idea. So <laughs> The MP3, I'm speaking yeah. to one of the inventors of the MP3, was said to be impossible back when you did it. But what? was one of the moments that you remember very best about being part of the team that created the MP3 format. Oh, there are a few such moments. Of course, earlier on, as you said, my thesis advisor said it should be possible to download music via phone lines and applied for a patent. And the patent examiner said, no, impossible. And I first thought, no, from the state of the art, the patent examiner is right. But I tried things anyway, looked into what others had done and so on. And I remember one time when I thought, okay, let's take ideas from what have others done, but do it wisely, do it upside down, basically. Use technologies from speech coding for this topic. And until that time, we always had the problem that 
what we tried was not flexible enough for all kinds of music. So with this idea, I thought this could work. And I had one week of programming on our mini computer to just get a proof that it could be done. That, of course, I remember very well. Do you remember it more as a headache or more as fun? No, it was really something which was different from everything I had read in literature. And in fact, later I found that Jim Johnston from Bell Labs had a very similar idea around the same time, but was very different. And that, of course, was great to have something new and then work on it to make it really work. That was just a proof of concept, but there was still lots of work ahead. Fast forward to today, where at CES 2024, you're going to be showcasing something that people have called the equivalent of virtual reality for the ears for audio. Would you tell me about, I hope I get the name right, personal auditory reality, is that right? Yes, but that we can't showcase, yes. We have some steps onto this way. So what we can showcase is to have augmented reality, like listening to sound sources, and you can't distinguish is it the real sound source in the room or is it virtual. Our personalized auditory reality we want to do later on still needs a number of other things in there. Here's what you'll experience. If you're at CES 2024 in Las Vegas, and you go to see Brandenburg Labs in their suite at the Venetian. Audio over headphones, which sounds like real sound sources in the room, not just within your head or near your head and so on. And people have basically worked on that for 50 years. And always something was missing. Even when today some companies claim they do immersive audio over headphones, no, it's still missing quite something. And... What based at basic research at my chair at the university in Ilmenau and others work we got together and assembled and can showcase is a technology which is better in understanding what our brain needs to really pinpoint a sound source in the room. Our brain in fact, remembers what it has heard before, remembers the acoustics of the room we are in, and our brain detects the little, little differences in sound if we move, both just turn around and move in the room. There's always something very little different coming to our ears, and our brain detects that, and from that calculates, okay, where is the sound source? And how does it sound and so on. So we're using that. And with that, we have a proof of concept where when you come to our booth, we will first have loudspeakers playing. There will be different demos, but that's the simplest one. You can listen to loudspeakers. You can adapt your brain yourself to how these loudspeakers sound in that room. Then you get the headphone on. And then at some point, we will switch to virtual and ask you what you hear and what I like best. And that happened quite a number of times that people turn around and say, and what? I thought you will switch something. And I say, take off the headphone. And, <laughs> oh, the loudspeaker is no longer playing. It's over headphone. 
What's different in the brain when you're listening over the loudspeaker versus you're listening in the headphones and you're hearing this augmented sound? What's the brain doing differently? It should just work the same way. That's the point. Gotcha. Okay. It should should get the, the same cues as it would get in the real room. It's what we try to duplicate. We have head tracking. We know the acoustics of the room we are in. And with these, we do modifying the sounds which come in from the computer in a way that what you get to hear is exactly what you would get to hear with the real loudspeakers playing and no headphone on. What are some of the uses of this once you have that technology out in the world? What, for example, might somebody use this for? One of the earliest applications, and we got a lot of requests already for that, is studios. People mixing sound and don't want their big loudspeakers set up, or they don't even have one. So they do mix to some multi-channel format and can listen to it over headphones and it sounds like the real thing. So that's an early application in the professional markets. But you could be at home and you would don't can't afford in your home to have all these big loudspeakers around you. But it should sound the same. Of course, what we can't do with headphones is to Gets a feeling in the stomach. There's a lot of loudness. <laughs> that that we nobody can do. But otherwise, it sounds like really there's a big loudspeaker set up, and I can hear listen to one of the current systems like Dolby Atmos or Sony 360 or whatever. But it sounds like a real loudspeaker set up. So that would be one consumer application. There are other ideas as well. You can use that, for example, for conference calls. Because now we have always the sound coming from some device or from headphones in the middle of our head. But if there are more people speaking, we can't distinguish in, with current conference setups. With such a setup, you can have people virtually arranged around a table or around yourself. So one example is, if you know Star Wars, the Council of the Jedi, you could do the same thing. Of course, others have to do the video part with holograms and so on, but we can do the audio part. It sounds like really real people sitting in the room, and you can even go next to somebody and whisper into the ears and so on. It works like in real life. And in the long run, and that's then the party, the personalized auditory reality, that would be that it's not just adjusted to one room. And I know that the headphones adjust themselves, are adaptive to wherever you are. And then you have control about what you're listening to. So you could say, okay, that's something we can do today. You have active noise control, so you can tone down noise. but you can then still say, I want to listen to a certain person. So you get that amplified. Or you can say, these people are yelling. Stop them. <laughs> <laughs> and so on. There's a lot of ideas you could do with such a system. You could even say you listen to some music. 
And theoretically, you could even let the software exchange the music to the different music. So like, I don't like this background music. I want to listen to a different background music. Or you can be on the phone with somebody and this person is not in your head, but standing next to you. Or you could combine that, if you know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the barbelfish. Of course, that's something additional. We don't work on translation. But if we would have translation capabilities, we could use these headphones as have a barbelfish functionality as well. Wow. I'm envisioning walking through CES floor and wearing these headphones. How would we, for example, heaven forbid there's a problem like a fire alarm going off, but how does this know to alert me if I'm wearing it, if we have a problem, if I have to know there's a fire alarm going off or something like that? That's the artificial intelligence part in such systems later on. So it would need to recognize, oh, this is not your normal lot of people talking, but this is a different noise, and this might be an alarm signal, so it should be switched through to the headphones. In fact, people have worked on such technology to detect alarm noises for headphones already. I haven't seen it in any commercial product yet, but there has been university work on this. At CES 2024, you can find Brandenburg Labs in Suite 29-331 of the Venetian. For updates on their pioneering research and developments in audio, check out their website, brandenburg-labs.com. What's been most interesting for you or the best learning experience so far with working on your audio inventions? I really enjoyed to work with young people and their bright ideas. And I'm trying to tell them, look, it's not enough to have some good ideas on your own, but you have to work with others. Together, you can build a better world. You can build great things. And that way, all the students doing thesis work where I'm the supervisor, I learn. I learn every year new things because PhD candidate when the thesis is finalized, should know more about that topic than I do, very clearly. So, What intrigued me was when you said that you were told, no, we can't patent this MP3, it's impossible. A lot of people say, oh, okay. What's the factor that keeps you going when you hear that's impossible? So you'll do things like the MP3 and you're ultimately going to do party. In fact, that was my thesis advisor who was told it's impossible. <laughs> and he looked for somebody who could... Sh- prove it otherwise. So he was the one who went through, but we had such situations over and over again. And I think that's very important for all kinds of innovations that you don't want to break the wall, of course, (laughs) but you should try to do the impossible and find a way around the stumbling blocks. (laughs) What has been so far with the audio you're working on right now, the equivalent of the challenge you had with the MP3? I believe you had a Suzanne Vega song that just did not sound right for the longest time. But what's your current stumbling block you're working around? In the moment, we know we need fast and accurate tracking. So really the system knows your head pose and where you're looking and where you're going and so on. And while this 
seemed not to be rocket science because some people have solved it. You find such systems, for example, with head-mounted displays. The idea just to take the right kind of sensor and build it into the headphone until now hasn't worked out. So we are still looking for a solution there. Let's project five years down the road. You've found the right sensor. You've got yeah, the market. Yeah. How might the average person, people listening to this are mainly educators and makers, how might the average person be using this technology and will it become as ubiquitous as the NP3? I think there will be a lot of people who really would like to have more natural sounding sound of music in their homes, on the way, and so on. In fact, I sometimes ride in the train or I'm on the airplane and I think, okay, I hear nice sound. I have noise cancellation, but everything is within my head. I want the system to be there. <laughs> and of course, I don't know whether it's already in five years. There's been a lot of situation where people from the team have been on social events at some conference and so on and said, oops, now I need a party headphone. <laughs> that would be so much nicer here. And I think once people have experienced that, it will be the same reactions. And that's what we are experiencing as well. The proof of concept we try to showcase to as many people as possible. So that's why we are CES. So if I've understood you correctly, what you have at CES is a building block. You're moving towards the party headphone. That's a way yeah. down the road and you need the sensors. Do I have my information yeah. correct? Yes, yes. And we have some technology which is already useful for certain purposes. In some ways, you've really answered this, but I'm going to ask the signature question for my podcast, which is if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from the work you're doing right now? I think make a difference. Make a difference to people's lives. Dr. Brandenburg, thank you for your time today. Okay, thank you very much. You and I have been listening to Dr. Karl Heinz Brandenburg, founder and CEO of Brandenburg Labs in Ilmenau, Germany, and co creator of the MP3 audio format. If you're attending CES 2024, look for Brandenburg Labs in Suite 29 331 of the Venetian as they pioneer the ways we experience audio now and in the future. And check out their current products, services, and research at brandenburg-labs.com. That's brandenburg-labs.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks. M-A-V-E-R-I-X. Be sure you subscribe. It's free by clicking the link on our website. Our music is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at Pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.